This is the Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast and I'm Charlotte Foster. Every week we'll be looking at the culture all around Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire. Some weeks I'll be visiting events, others I'll be hearing the stories of the people who make this area what it is. Now, when you think of culture, you might just think of dusty museums, art galleries full of paintings or people in ball gowns playing violins. But actually... It's so much more than that. It's all around us. Hello. Yes, we are still in Liverpool for part two of my interview with Claire McColgan. You'll remember she is the Director of Culture in the City at the City Council. Now, if you've not listened to last week's episode, go on, go have a listen. We'll still be here. You're back. Good. Well, last week we heard about the bidding and run-up to Liverpool winning the capital of culture. This week it's all about 2008 itself and its legacy. I began by asking Claire what her proudest moment was. I don't think I had one. It's awful, isn't it? You, I don't, people always ask me that and I always have to really, really think. I never felt... I think we went from one thing to another so much that nothing ever sunk in. So even now, when I look back on it, I don't really feel proud of it. It's awful, isn't it? Because it was so hard, I think. And I know what we did, and I know what part I played in that. But it was so... The journey to it wasn't particularly very nice. So I think you want to do it for the right for the city and for the right reason. But there's lots of people trying to take... that didn't do it for those reasons. And that, that, that was quite hard. But I feel proud of what it's achieved. I don't necessarily feel proud. Some of the stuff I'm most proud of was the really little things. Like someone came up to me the other day who'd been a kid when we did Drive and Ambition. Um, and he must have been about 12 and he was at Campion School. And he said, oh, you don't remember me? I was like, no, I don't remember. He went, I'm a teacher. He said, I'm a teacher because I did that show and because I thought there's a better life for me somewhere. And I just went, my God, there must be loads of people who this year really changed their view of the city um, but for me there's a show that, 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 that we did that we commissioned nothing to do with us producing it but it was commissioned by us and it was I fought for it and I loved it which was the rightful owners of the song which was about pub singers working with the Liverpool Philharmonic um, and it, it, they did it at the Phil and it was just that's one of my proudest moments if I had to choose one that was the highlight for me of the year because you got these pub singers who are artists in their own right you know, singing with... They were so proud to be singing with the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra. And that, for me, was my perfect project, you know. But those little things where you're proud, but actually, it was really t- it was really tough as well. So even now, I kind of look back on it and go, would I do it again? I don't know. What do you think the legacy has been, then? I think there's two things. I think... We've, we've carried on with um, supporting the cultural sector, which is really important, and we've put a stability to that, um, which has been very difficult in the times that we're in when councils have got big decisions to make. But we've, we've got a very visionary mayor who believes very strongly that without, um, any, without economic growth, you don't really have a city, and culture is at the heart of our economic growth. So it weaves its way through everything. Um, so that's been brilliant but also what we've done on top of the kind of cultural program that we support for the city is develop a whole major events program that's been about those big moments that bring 
international and national attention to the city. So whether that's giants walking the streets, or it's three queens sailing down the river, or it's Sergeant Peppers at 50, we know it's a huge international celebration. We've really tried to use our major events to really focus a different sort of attention on the city. And at the same time, the physical infrastructure's changed. So cities have to change in two ways. They have to change physically, especially ours, which had a lot, which had a, which had a lot to change, but also emotionally because Liverpool wasn't a strong, a strong city. It had been, it had been trashed so much actually nationally that it took a while. It's taken a while for us to get our confidence back and our our swagger back as you know really and that's what's been brilliant about the last 10 years there's a new confidence here that there wasn't certainly wasn't 10 years ago where do you think that confidence has come from then I think it's more to do there's a I think it's a combination of things I think it's a whole new generation come through so you know my generation people would leave Liverpool because there was nothing for them my daughter's generation can't think of anywhere better to live so there's a whole generational change but that's come about because the city is fantastic you know you're sitting on the waterfront completely redeveloped that you know we have a brand new everman theater we've got a whole new museum we've got a whole new you know a whole uh, refurbished philharmonic we've got an arena we've got an exhibition center you know over the last 10 years we've built a city and that has given you know the kind of small bars restaurants quirky kind of you know creative industry type things a real focus to come here and a reason to come here and therefore it's made it a very livable city it's not a chain city you know there's lots of very independent shops independent restaurants independent bars and it's kept its personality it's not tried to be you know as a city we've not tried to be Manchester or Leeds or Birmingham you know we're we've got a very individual personality as a city and we've not stifled that in terms of the redevelopment that we've done so I think there's there's there's, there's two things you need to do one is around the physical changing the physical so that it is of the standing that you would want to live in and you expect your residents to live in. Um, but also the projects and the programmes have given people a voice and that's provided, I think, a whole emotional transformation as well. Next year is the 10th anniversary and lots of celebrations are planned for, for next year. Can you believe it, it's been 10 years? Yes and no. I have loved the last 10 years. So, so couple of cultures... <laughs> <laughs> I am I am really proud of what we've achieved because like it's easy it's not easy you, you know we had a good budget we had all of that sort of you know attention and everything behind it and then that can go and it can be it can dip in lots of cities they just get rid of the culture company completely and they had a great year and then they move on to biophysics or you know something else that's that's the next big thing we haven't done that here we've really really built on success and the team that are with me now are the team that were with me in 2008. You know, we've kept a huge amount of them, brought loads of new people in, but we've gone through massive cuts, massive, all those things, and still delivered a really progressive vision for the city. And I'm really, I'm more proud of that than I am of anything we did in 2008. And I think we've gone from strength to strength, and there's a confidence here. Like, so 2018 isn't about us recreating, you know, 2008, we haven't got the budget, we haven't got the staff, and why would we want to? We've done it. It's about a cultural city that's at the peak of its game, you know, that's absolutely at the top of its game and is a confident, outward-looking place. So in 2008, we were spiky, we were stroppy, you know, we were scrappy and it was wonderful and blew people's minds. 2018, it's our rightful place, you know, and that's very different 
I'm not saying any projects are any, are any easier to deal with, some of them that I'm dealing with at the moment, but the actual sense of here, I think, is just much more confident than it was 10 years ago. Obviously, following 2008 came the UK city of culture. And when you look around the country and see the different places that have bid, have been successful, are bidding now, that's come from you guys or the success of you guys. How does that make you feel that you've had a legacy across the country? I don't think it's come from... I mean, people have got to credit Phil Redmond for that. You know, no-one would have even thought of it if it wasn't for him. It was... It's an absolute stroke of genius and it's transformed cities you know that idea you look at you know I did I was on the board of Derry London Derry and and just seeing what it what it what it did there but but even more so actually in Hull Hull have just done the most brilliant job fantastic team you know have kept it together had didn't go through any of the traumas that most people go through you know just really brilliant programming and a real great concept and they've just and appointed really well and took a you know took a appointed someone who's brilliant like martin green you know because that's quite hard for cities as well <laughs> to do and they did that and i think they've just done brilliantly and you can't take any credit for that because also then it negates the whole thing you know that no one's trying to be liverpool and should never try to be liverpool because they're themselves and i think that's what city of culture gives the opportunities to places that sometimes have not got a voice to really shout and that's what it's done for those smaller cities you know like like Hull and Derry London Derry they've got stories to tell and unless you shine a spotlight on them sometimes it's really difficult to tell those stories so I think that's what it's done but you know we as a city we did a great job but actually we can't take any credit for the city culture that's you know Phil Redmond without him that wouldn't have happened. What do you hope for the future then of Liverpool when it comes to culture? I think just carry on. I mean, it, it, what's brilliant about this place, it's why you never get bored of it, is because there's always a, there's a, there is a story or an event or something happens to it around every corner. <laughs> it's not it's not a, it's not a city that has got. I'm sort of you know I love Birmingham, Manchester, and they're, they're they're different places. Liverpool is really has got a really big personality, and I've lived here a long. I don't know I've been here a long time now, and I've never once walked into work and thought, oh. I, you know, I come into work every day and there is always something different that makes you think of a different angle or story or something you want to showcase about here. And we work with brilliant people, you know, and what's brilliant about... And it's, I suppose also, you know, well, you'll know from the, from the work you do, it's about audience. And audiences here are the most vocal, stroppy, sparkly kind of... You know, they, they're hysterical. They'll tell you exactly what they think. But they they welcome everything with open hearts and that can go good good and bad because actually if it disappoints them you'll know about it and all of that but I love it I love the fact that and I you know I work you know when you work for a city council you work you are in a political environment so the political leadership is really important the political leadership here believes in communities coming to you know believes in what we do we're still a city that has free events you know we have got Obviously, we try to be more commercial, but there's a beautiful thing about wanting people to come together that isn't about just making a load of money. And that they, we know, we do the biggest free music festival in Europe. You know, it's it is V for free in Sefton Park. It is incredible, but you see six generations of no, six, you know, three generations of families sitting in Sefton Park, seeing real brilliant live music, and having a conversation. And I just think, God, no other cities do that. 
no other leadership really has positioned culture as such an important part of community cohesion than they have here. And that's to do, that's not to do with me, it's not to do with the team, it's to do with the politicians and they sometimes don't get credit for that. But actually, cities that have that sort of leadership are the cities that's create, that are creating a better environment for their communities to live in. Because unless you do that, what have you got as a city that binds you together, apart from buildings? It's no secret that I work in Liverpool a lot at the moment. And I have to be honest, I love coming here. It's a fun, vibrant city. Yes, it has its problems. But I tell you what, it is dripping culture and there is such a buzz around the place. Now, as we get closer to finding out if Stoke-on-Trent is successful in its bid for City of Culture, listening to how Capital of Culture did so well for Liverpool is really putting my stomach in knots. And next week, after two weeks away, we are coming back to North Staffordshire as we find out all about the face of Stoke-on-Trent project. We'll actually find out who the face of Stoke-on-Trent is and everything behind it. In the meantime, stay in touch. You know how to do that. Social media, Twitter, it is at CQHpod. Facebook, it is cultural quarter of an hour. And of course, don't forget, we've got the website now. It's cqhpod.co.uk.